<laughs> hey, good girls. Welcome to Between the Sheets, a podcast about books, sex, relationships, and occasionally our messy personal lives. I'm your host, Kels. And I'm your host, Denise. So grab a drink and get in bed, you dirty little sluts. Hey, what's up? How are you doing, Denise? I am good. How are you? What's going on with you? So I have some family coming to stay with us, and previously when this family has come to stay with us, I've always gotten like really stressed, and I'm not sure if it's just because someone's in your space, right? So it's like always nerve-wracking when someone's there for a long period of time. But last time they came, they like reorganized all my cabinets. It's apparent. So, you know. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) They feel like. they were just doing you a favor. (laughs) They were doing me a favor. And last time I got really like upset about it. I was like, wow, they don't think I can take care of the house. And now I'm like, dude, I hope they remodel the entire house. Like Marie Kondo my closet. Like at this point, you're helping me. (laughs) Yeah, you just have to be like, look at my closet. Isn't it such a mess? Don't you want to fold this sweater for me? I know. I don't know why I took it such for granted or like it was a shock at me I'm like yeah I'm busy I don't want to do housework right now so exactly and you shouldn't I but it is I feel like when those moments come and someone puts their own touch on your personal space it's a little offensive it's like this is how I live my life and I haven't lived it with any issues it's, it's normal m- to get defensive in that situation yeah but at the end of the day I'm like if you think my pasta sauce should go over there like If I hate it, I'm just going to change it back right after you leave. But you're cleaning it for me. Like, you're cleaning the cabinet, which I'm like, amazing. Then I can see everything I have, and I don't have to do it. So (laughs) It's perfect. I say you mess up your house even more Mm -hmm. than it is now so that the incentive is even bigger. I think that's actually a great... And then I won't feel any type of way because I'll mess it up on purpose. And then if they don't say anything, though, then I'm fucked. Then my house is just going to be even more of a mess than it is right now. It's weird, though, because I feel like ever since we started working together in our business, I have definitely put a backseat on, like, housework and cooking. Same. Same. I feel like our partners have, like, really stepped up this year. And for anyone who lives in an unequal household, I recommend reevaluating your situation because we took on a very heavy load this year and our partners really were like, okay, we're going to take care of you because you have a big time sucking priority right now that's important to you. Which is such a weird power It's not even a power dynamic, but it is a weird switch. For some people, it might be. Yeah, it's a weird switch in our relationship because I think I was kind of raised to think that I have to keep the house a certain way. And if I do these things, it will make someone love me. And that was like my cleanliness of my house and like my personal appearance was very much tied to how much people could love me. Now that I'm not worried about it all the time, I'm like, wow, that is such a positive, transformative step to not tie your worth to fucking dust bunnies on a floor, you know? I agree 100%. It's the perk of being a woman is you get all of these other things that you have to do to worry about. It's like the heavy mental load of worrying about this stuff. And it takes up not only your time, but also 
all of the time you're you have free that isn't spent on actually like maintaining your job and doing everything else that you have to do that probably your partner is doing as well yeah I heard it pretty much you know when your partner asks you like how can I help what can I do around the house or what can I cook it's still putting the mental load on you to figure out what they need to do and what they need to cook and so it's actually what can they my brain is always I have to assess my partner's abilities and then I have to match the task to that ability and delegate well whereas I don't feel like they think of that at least my partner doesn't that much no and even with the grocery shopping I stopped meal planning for us and I used to make like these very detailed shopping lists and all of that and then after I stopped doing that he was always going to the grocery store anyways but then he was like wow we don't have meals to put together I just bought a whole bunch of random stuff I didn't realize how much time actually goes into making meal planning in general it's honestly it's very time consuming to like maintain a life without even doing anything without even lifting a finger it is the woman's role in many heterosexual relationships to maintain the life that you share is very heavy and even just the burden onto one person very interesting to be able to communicate in a way to grow above that yeah I don't know it's pretty cool yeah I would say I'm happiest in my relationship now because there's no resentment there's no that lingering resentment (laughs) dude (laughs) I got to the point where I had a chore chart and I'm like there's an issue if our relationship's so tied up to him taking the trash out on Wednesday like who the fuck cares if it doesn't get done like honestly at the end of the day the world's not gonna fall apart you know yeah that's the other big thing about it growth is realizing that none of this actually matters and the worth we assign to it is nonsense exactly it's and it's the control thing like we are doing it and it's done a certain way but guess what if it's done a different way it's still getting done like who the fuck cares I don't know and that kind of brings us into today's topic where we're just gonna talk about body maintenance and I think we both have different definitions of what we think body maintenance is we also want to tie that into how we were raised and what's changed and how that has kind of affected our writing we're gonna discuss topics like how one takes care of their body whether health or grooming and kind of how we see it in the media versus how it is for us in reality so let's start with some general thoughts about like body hair and body care what are your first things that comes to mind for you I think the first thing is I don't care what anybody else does like I think everybody has such a different body and what they need and we were just talking about like different levels of how hairy people are and it is really just dependent on who you are so anything in this episode just know that it's very unique to us and if you pull anything out of this episode great but this is just our thoughts and in no way do we think this is what you guys should be doing absolutely yeah a hundred percent this is definitely just us talking about our experience and things we've learned I go through ebbs and flows with how much I care about body care when you're making goals or whatever I'm always trying to put me number one but I think also I am easy to let those things slide if things get busy I would agree I feel like in my dream fantasy of body care I am shiny I am glowing I am supple (laughs) I am soft youthful youthful just the other day I was looking at some smile lines on my face and getting super weird about them and talk about like wanting to maintain a youthful appearance with your body care it's one of those things where I'm trying to not let the little voices in my head make decisions for me based on how I take care of myself with turning 29 I am starting to see lines 
happens, and I read this stat, and I'm not even sure if it's real, but your body stops producing collagen at 28. And so mm. I'm like, no more collagen. And I'm like, I don't know why that matters, but I know it helps with your skin. So it is a thing with getting older. And I never want to be one of those people who are ashamed of how old I am because realistically, my life has gotten better as I've gotten older. It doesn't really matter how I look, but it does because there's such an importance on the way you look as being on social media. Body care would look so differently for me had there not been any pressure from any part of my life, whether familial or parental or social media or media in general, creating this image of what they think my body care should look like. I wonder, I was reading something the other day and there was just this beautiful quote there that said, I wonder how I would experience love if I had never watched a rom-com. And I feel like that could be applied to the body care as well. I wonder how I would take care of myself and what I would prioritize in taking care of my body if I have never seen a shaving commercial or a get ready with me video by a celebrity I admire. That is such an interesting take to put it because you're you're so right. We don't know what we're missing until we see it and then we yeah. want it. And so even the fact that I think every week there's a new skincare item or a new makeup item someone's using on TikTok or social media and you think that you need that to be this specific person and it never works like I don't know self-love is cheaper although I'm not gonna lie like some products I'm like yes I'll spend all the money (laughs) just wait till we get to my actual body care routine then all of this philosophical self-love nonsense (laughs) is gonna go straight into the trash yeah we're like we love ourselves (laughs) and we don't care but we both spend time and money on it exactly but that's like that's just the curse of it how were you taught to care for yourself like give us a dynamic of you growing up what was the first thing you remember about body care and how did you think about it in your mind yeah so I actually have a narcissistic mother so buckle in kids (laughs) and one of my first memorable experiences with body care was like starting to grow hair on my armpits and her telling me like what parts of my body I was allowed to shave so like already starting off like weird Mm -hmm. I think personally I think it's weird to tell anybody what they're allowed to shave but yeah that's fine and so I was not allowed to shave my arms I had to shave my legs and I had to shave my underarms I don't want to talk about the rest of my body care routine at that age minor alert there should be like a sound (laughs) 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 instead of listening I then would shave my arms because I thought I wanted to be this like silky slippery child because I didn't know any better and like everyone else seemed hairless I did that a couple times and it sucked and I remember my mom catching me once and like getting mad at me because it would like grow back prickly and I didn't know any better and that was probably like my first foray into like just hair and body care then throughout just my childhood into teenagehood my mother is obsessed with like perfume and fragrance and all of this stuff and I can't have it on all the time because it just nauseates me. I love smelling nice but having a lot of fragrance just makes me feel nauseous. And I like natural fragrance but like very heavy fragrance just kind of is a lot. Like if I can taste it it makes me feel sick. Instead of knowing that ahead of time, I would like wear this like Nina Richie 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 <laughs> apple perfume. It was the sweetest, most disgusting thing in 
the world and I thought like that's what you're meant to smell like when you're a girl yeah sweet and flowery and like super pungent it's like the axe for yeah it's like the axe for women and so I would wear a lot of that my mother gave me a complex growing up about how I took care of my body and to this day when I see her as a woman in my late 20s she will always comment on how I'm taking care of my body yes always and that is like so much mental energy to fight against that and it will be comments like your nails aren't done you didn't shave your legs like did you put on deodorant today and it's just those things that make you feel less human over something that like should never make you feel less human because it's your own mother even if you smell like a rat sewer she should love you plus it's what are you gonna do in the moment are you gonna help me with my nails why don't you turn it around on something that we could do together if my nails are bothering you do my nails like come on literally so i feel like a lot of it came with not shame in that sense but just a lot of like insecurity for myself like she made me question if i smelt nice which is weird because i smell great and i shower every day so like it's just like when i would see her coming off a long day of work and i've been running around all day and like my clothes got a little icky then i would be made to feel bad over how i smelled yeah that's so interesting yeah because smell is something that i don't think about often like if you if you smell bad i can tell but yeah when people are just like neutral smelling i'm think about when i meet someone yeah i don't think anyone does the people who smell nice smell nice yeah and the people who are very sweaty just smell sweaty yeah like sweat smells it's okay (laughs) you're good (laughs) you're good and sometimes like depending on the time of the month like you smell more yeah it's literally like your body changing but yeah, smell was something she made me feel insecure about. And my nails. Smell and nails. Always made me feel like I was less feminine than her for not having those things taken care of. Yeah, I hear nails a lot. Like people who think they always have to have their nails done or they aren't put together at all. Yeah. And I think that's a really interesting one. I love having my nails done, but it's not like a necessity. But it does yeah, make me feel same. pretty. Same. It just It's a lot of work. A lot of work. For myself, I relate a lot to the shame part of everything I feel like any discussion about body care was shaming me into doing it it was not like hey you should do this because of this reason so I grew up with brothers and I didn't have like a female in my life who taught me things like my I grew up with my stepmom she didn't like me very much so like I didn't have someone who was a role model for me so I was looking up to my brothers and like that wasn't my best benchmark (laughs) but I I I was very much a tomboy. I did not think about, and and we're not talking about weight. We're not going to talk about weight or anything. This is like body care because I feel like weight is like a whole different thing. That's a deeper thing to open up. We'll we'll come back with another episode. (laughs) Yeah, and that like triggers people. So this was specifically like I dressed like a boy and I was into very boyish things. So I would like wear, you know, my brother's brand of deodorant and, and the first thing I ever remember was I was going to like sports practice and my stepmom was like aren't you embarrassed and I was like embarrassed about what and she's like that you look like that and I was like what are you talking about and she's like your legs are very hairy and I was like in sixth grade and instead of being like hey this is how you shave. If you want to shave, this is how we're going to do it. It was like, you haven't asked me for a razor. And I'm like, I didn't know that was something that I need to ask you for. So it was very much already like, oh, now I need to shave my entire body because hair is gross. And it was just a weird dynamic, weird thing. So I feel like with body hair, it was, I felt like I needed to shave my entire body. (laughs) 
Yeah, same. It's because you think you do, but you don't. You really don't. And I think this is like looking back on that time and where we are now. Like I rarely shave. (laughs) Same. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, like we can get into what we do now, but I think like it's so interesting because I think this is what most women have to experience is that we get shamed into different things and then we see things in the media and we think we have to look a certain way and like all of that stuff. But it creates complexes. Like, I experienced that insecurity that my mother set up for me literally today. I was on the train and I didn't have my gloves on. It's winter, it's cold, but I didn't have my gloves on and I was holding onto the railing. And there was another woman holding onto the railing. And that woman's nails were done and pointy and glittery and sparkly. And and a third woman stands up and taps that girl's hand and goes, I love your nails. And and my nails are, I had a little biting fit a little while ago and they're not bad but they're short and they look stubby and I haven't pushed back my cuticles and I just felt so not pretty for a moment there and I had just gotten my hair done I just spent like a ton of money getting my hair done and I felt like the ugliest girl on that train which is really shitty because it's something that again I think if they look nice you notice and if they don't look anything you don't notice notice because you're not drawing attention to them but I know you even complimented my nails and I was like oh thank you and that's the other thing it like then puts you in a place where you're looking for it in other people yeah so if you have that insecurity installed instilled in you then you're looking for it in others so like if I see someone with unshaved legs no part of me is like that's gross but there is the part of my brain that's like their legs aren't shaved and that's it like why am I even having that thought I don't want it yeah you think about it you You have to you're like oh because we've been told that we need to be aware of these things but if we were never made aware of them like guys don't think about it exactly like I have to shave three feet of legs on two sides they have to shave like half the hair they can grow on their face okay this takes so much time and what we were talking about it's time that I don't want to spend it's not important to me right now yeah and so why am I gonna spend an hour on something that's not important however I do love when I have that time for myself like when I make prioritize because it's such a nice little routine of self-care products really nice they make it so it's nice it's like a spa experience and then Mm -hmm. when I see people do their weekly vlogs or whatever on YouTube and they're like yeah every Sunday and Wednesday I shave I'm like wow I can barely wash my hair once a week And that's the reality of it, is that you really need to make time for it. And that sometimes means sacrificing time for other things. Another thing comes with being in a relationship that is not dependent upon looks. Like, I think our partners and I find my partner attractive and they find me attractive, but they also don't expect me to look like I'm going to a gala every weekend. Like, Yeah, and that would be weird because I spend probably 90% of my time in my pajamas without makeup and not shaving my legs or my underarm hair. (laughs) Do you think that you've just gotten more comfortable in the relationship? Was it different when you first started dating? Oh, absolutely. What a great Mm -hmm. question that you're asking. I even remember there's this scene from Mrs. Maisel and in Mrs. Maisel, she has this guy over, her husband, and wakes up, goes, does a face mask, washes her face, puts on makeup, does all this stuff, and then 
puts herself back into bed so that yeah. when her husband wakes up, she looks nice and primp and proper. Yep. And I remember having a couple of those moments when I was first dating my partner of like, if I woke up earlier than him, like cleaning them, running mascara off my eyes and like washing my face and putting on a little bit of chapstick, brushing my teeth. It was yep. a lot of like brushing my teeth. I was, like, horrified if my partner, like, knew what I tasted like. <laughs> like, I taste like peppermint, and that's it. I taste it. like mint. Done. I do not taste like a human being. And so it was, like, a lot of toothbrushing and a lot of chapstick reapplication. <laughs> and the mascara. Always the mascara. Mine was eyeliner when we were dating. Okay. I was, like, an eyeliner fanatic. But I think of just how insecure I was when we first started dating, because I would be, like, a little dolphin still. I, I, I. <laughs> like fully head yeah, to toe. Yeah, yeah, you had to shave everything. Mm-hmm. And then another thing that was very bad for me is like I would be even embarrassed to go pee in front of my partner. Okay, so let me let's let me, let's quickly ask this question. I don't and have never in the seven and a half years we've been together used the bathroom in front of my partner. Like even pee? Even pee. Wow. Yep. <laughs> That is a rule here. <laughs> no peeing in front of so, each other. My mom would come in and pee while I showered mm-hmm. and use the bathroom in other ways while I showered all the time as a kid. And it gave me the biggest itch. It's just not allowed. Like I have in that long have never ever seen it and it has never been seen. Even in emergency dire situations, we somehow always figure it out. I am shocked. Yeah. Yeah. Same. I'm shocked. <laughs> we have two bathrooms right now, so it's great yeah. because yeah. I have one bathroom and he has the other yeah. one. Now it's something like I don't care if if you're peeing like I just I don't, don't want to see him pee. I have like no interest in that I feel like, but like I only want to see one thing coming yeah. out of there <laughs> and that's <laughs> the only thing I better see <laughs> and it's a viscous like ew. I can't that was a huge thing for me so I could not even acknowledge the fact that I had to go to the bathroom like I couldn't be like hey I have to pee I was always getting UTIs I don't know what it was I think it was like <gasps> that's terrible obviously I got past that now I'm like <laughs> yeah. you're brushing your teeth I need to pee real quick like yeah it was definitely like the shaving and the makeup for me same I would say that was definitely my top two. What do you say right now, having been past all of that weird first time falling in love nonsense, what does your body care routine look like right now? Currently. On a typical normal day, not on a special day, on a typical normal day. Yeah, on a typical day, I try to work out. And I know that's not like a, people don't necessarily associate that with body care. But for me, I feel like shit if I don't work out. And working out is like my signal to take a shower, to like wash my face and put on skincare, and then to like drink water and eat healthily. And I wrap that all into body maintenance because then I feel better about myself. So I look at body maintenance as like, how am I going to feel good? And then if I want to look good, like I'll put on makeup. I've probably put on makeup once in the past three weeks. That's good though. And it's usually just to film. Which again, I feel like is a whole different thing. Like I'm only wearing makeup when I am being perceived by people. Yeah, I definitely agree that my makeup is usually on when I'm being perceived by people. I will put on makeup for like date night and stuff. 
again, but that's also so my partner could perceive me. But my makeup, like, makes me feel confident when I have it on. It's kind of like one of those things where it's for both of us. Like, it's for me, and it makes me more confident and flirty, and it's for him to say I'm pretty. To show a different side of yourself. Yeah. Because I think we are in our sweats and no makeup 99% of the time. So it's like, look, I'm still hot. I still got it. (laughs) I look like a movie star, right? Are you a morning or evening shower kind of person? Morning, which is different. I used to be night only. Okay. But now I work out in the morning, so I I have to shower in the morning. So you're a morning person. Okay. Yeah. I'm a night shower person. I feel like that 100% makes sense because when I'm in the city, I feel disgusting after being in the city all day. Yeah. And I have to take a shower. There's nothing for me to wash after in the morning because I have to take my night shower. I used to occasionally be a two-time shower kind of person. Same. In the summer? But then I got over it. I got over it. In the summer, though, on a No, I love to sweat. I was just telling my partner this the other day, like, how much I hate winter because, like, I just, like, want to lay in my bed and sweat for a good 45 minutes. I love sweating. When you can lay vertically. I don't want to work out. I just want to sweat. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) I do not. Do you use any kind of like special body wash or are you just like bar soap kind of gal? No. So all of my stuff is fragrance free. So I've learned that like my skin is super sensitive so I can't do any sort of fragrance. So I use like the Olay sensitive skin Mm -hmm. body wash and then for like body lotion, I use CeraVe or Cetaphil. Do Very you basic. apply body lotion every day? Not On every day. day. I have bought like seven of them. And I feel like if they're in every room of my house, I will put it on (laughs) because I see it, especially in the winter. In the summer, I don't because the air is super humid, so I don't feel like I have to. In the winter, I look like I have scales on my legs. Same, same. I'm gray. Yeah. I'm gray. In the winter, I have to just rescind to the fact that I'm dry. And maybe we should do this episode in the summer when our, because my body care routine changes monthly. I don't do the same thing. Sometimes I feel great and I'm doing a face mask every week. And some days I do a face mask once a month. I haven't been doing face masks that often at all, actually. What about you? What Do you have like special products that you use that you're like, I have to use this. If you don't use it, you feel weird. Yeah. My stuff is also all fragrance free. And I use this oil wash because my partner has eczema. And, Mm -hmm. like, gets really dry with most things. I don't care that much. I can use most things and don't really get that dry. But I have the Bioderma Oil Wash, which is so pricey. And stupid pricey. But it's incredible for shaving, too. So it's kind of a Mm. two-for-one for for me. So it's kind of like an oil wash for your face, but it's for your entire body. And it's great to shave with. Like, incredible. And it's also just, like, a good little body wash. And then most of the time, I would say, like, 80% of the time, I use a washcloth to really, like, scrub things. Good. I have, like, an exfoliating mitt. So so do I, but I don't use that that often, and I just feel like it gets icky. Like, I get the ick from my own mitt. Same. But my washcloth is fine because I'll use it to, like, wash the dirt off my face and then wash my body. It has multi-purpose. I have, like, a stack in my bathroom of, like, 50 little washcloths that you that use get washed regularly i think that i need to do that because i also get the ick and then i yeah. just will... and i won't use it and yeah. then it just it's there but i don't apply body lotion so i want to and in very dry months will use like a shea butter 
that's like my go-to for body lotion like that's a whipped shea butter is probably what i will use but otherwise like i don't really like being sticky i, I think... would rather be dry but i hate being itchy yeah because my skin is super dry i have mm. rosacea mm. and eczema and so if i don't put anything it starts getting scaly and itchy oh. like shea butter for me i don't use too often unless i'm going to sleep because mm-hmm. i don't like the oil it's How? so sticky. You're yeah. just like... But it's the best thing I've ever moisturized with. Yep. So it's I like went, one of those things. <laughs> I went through a period when I was really poor and I created all my skincare. Okay. So I would buy like the vegetable glycerin, the castor oil, wow. the vitamin E, the shea butter, and I would make everything. And that was an interesting time in my life. My skin yeah. was great. So it's funny that you say that because I had a coworker a couple jobs ago that would make her own shea butter and it was like the most incredible thing in the world. It could cure disease. That's then, how good that shea butter was. But then we are marketed all this stuff, all That's these terrible. products. That just dries you out. I'm always using new things and being like, this isn't great, which is why I always revert back to Seraphie and Cetaphil because... At least at the end of the day, I know, like, they're fine. When I first saw a facialist, they were like, if you don't want to use anything, you need to use this, at least. Yeah. Because I didn't even start washing my face until I was 20. <gasps> well, that's the other fucked up thing with my mom is I was doing skincare at, like, 11 years old. Like, no child should be doing skincare at 11 years old. There's I, no skin to care for. It's there. It's fine. It Yeah, just put on some lotion. Like, literally. Yeah. I left the house when I was 16 and then I moved in with a girl for the first time and she was like doing all this stuff and I felt like it was drinking from a fire hose. I still feel overwhelmed when I'm around my friends who've grown up with sisters because I'm like, I feel like you got a head start on life, dude. Yeah. Or you just got Well, life as a woman, really. Yeah. Or you just got overloaded with all the things that you're expected to do. And then I came into that later and I was like, oh my God, there's too much. I go through phases of body and self-maintenance that I do feel my most prettiest, but but then I like look at my credit card statements and I'm like, this is unsustainable and it just isn't worth it. If I'm getting my nails done twice a month, if I do my lashes, if I like dye my eyebrows, if I keep my hair really nice and like not skip a month into my appointment, all of this other stuff, it gets expensive expensive being a girl so expensive so expensive and that's like a facial and then this and then that it's just like really 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 time consuming and very expensive so i I commend anyone who does it but at the end of the day it's like i don't think that's a life i was made for me neither and i don't think that's i do want to do more of that stuff just because it is relaxing like i love to go get a massage or a facial and i think it's more of someone cleaning all of that junk out for you is amazing because I am in a comfortable relationship and I have learned how to love myself despite or love myself because it I don't feel the need to do as much as I did when I was younger. So talking about body care and I think this is kind of as authors where we've had a lot of conversations about this of like how do we want to include body care in books And this goes, I think, just like a quick thing to touch on of like periods, manscaping, girl shaving, guys shaving, like how does that reflect in a character's day-to-day life and also in more, more importantly, in the mechanics of the sex scenes? Because I feel like it's one of those things where it's not always easy to bring up in fear of 
taking the experience away from the reader. So what do you think? If it's not there, people aren't going to notice. So for example, if we have a female main character and we're like, they 100% would not shave. Reading that in a book, and I think it's because of all the shame that has been built around all of us, not everybody wants to read it and not everybody agrees with it for whatever reason. I don't think anybody should care, but still people have very strong opinions on pubic hair. Yeah. And I think if we just leave it out, then we can have them think of their own situation. But for us, I like that we talk about it because we know what our characters would do. But I don't think that in the first year of you dating someone, that's a conversation you really have, right? Yeah, that's true. And also, like, I don't know how many conversations I've had where I'm like, what do you prefer? Because I feel like there's a part of me that would be like, whatever that answer is, I would be pretty annoyed about it, even though I asked. (laughs) Yeah, and something that I dislike in life is just when men feel the need to comment on horrifying body hair and so when I read it in a book I am just like shut up shut up I don't care I don't I don't want to hear your opinion you're a man even if you're written by a woman you're a man and you shouldn't have a say on what you should just be happy to be there (laughs) I agree and I feel like I have read it in some books where it's like very neutral yeah maybe a little sexy but It's one of those things where it does take you out because of the role it plays in your life. If you see a scene and it's from his or her point of view and it's like, my eyes trail over the curly hairs. Like it takes you out because (laughs) it's making a statement. And you're thinking about it. And it's like, why are we talking about it? Yeah, exactly. And Because I'm over here self-inserting and now I got to like curl things. Like what's going on? (laughs) And it's nothing about the shame of it. I don't think it's more of I don't want to think about that yeah during like I don't if someone is making you think about your body hair and yourself in general if they're not just being like you're the sexiest person alive get the fuck out of there I don't know like if someone's like ew your legs are prickly like yeah okay enjoy your jack off sesh (laughs) get away from me frequently body hair is mentioned with like his face was neatly trimmed but no no female character is described as her soft silky shaved legs <laughs> i feel like we describe our character skin as soft but i don't in my mind that doesn't always exclude hair when i think soft i think that you exfoliate it <laughs> yeah for me soft is just like you're touching it it's fine it's there all skin is soft yeah except my legs they feel like uh reptiles right now yeah so. <laughs> i'm shedding It is an interesting conversation to have between us and I would be just curious about what other people think when you're reading a book or even watching a TV show or a movie because usually characters are shaven but sometimes that doesn't make sense to me. Actually I was watching Game of Thrones and I felt like half were shaven and half weren't and I was like where are their razors? Come on like nobody would have a preference in Game of Thrones days. No of course not and no one should have a preference now. It really doesn't matter. If a couple of inches of hair are gonna like throw you off of someone you're interested in I I would check. I would check on that. I would book a little therapy sesh (laughs) and just make sure you're doing okay because it's a weird thing to have a preference over well and I think from the man's perspective like it depends on how they were raised and how their moms 
and their sister's opinions of body care were and like how they took care of themselves and what they've seen on tv and a lot of stuff is written by men so they portray our women how they've grown up dolphins yeah yeah i can't even do a dolphin and then in porn it doesn't help because everybody's shaven in porn like men and women which is like again unrealistic for everybody it's a lot of work to shave i just don't have the patience i don't know maybe i'm lazy I think we're lazy and I think there's nothing wrong with that. It's at the end of the day, it's your body. And I have to keep reminding myself, if it is the way that it is, it is meant to be that way. Yeah. My body knows what it's doing. It's growing all of this stuff for a reason. It's trying <laughs> to tell me something. <laughs> okay. I can't keep shutting it up. Then there's like teeth whitening. And I feel like I became obsessed for a while of like whitening your teeth and stuff. And it's just so interesting. So I actually had what they called shark teeth. So Mm. I had three sets of teeth. I had the baby teeth. I had another set. And then I had the adult teeth. So I had four extra teeth. And so my body was just like, you're a vampire. Let's go. What did they do? They pulled. Did they all just fall out? No. So I've gotten a lot of surgery on my mouth, which is why I think I like like my teeth because I had to spend a lot of time in the dentist so they pulled my baby teeth and then they pulled the extra pair and then they pulled down my adult teeth (laughs) sorry I'm just (laughs) wide eye open mouth staring at you right now (laughs) and then the best part is is like my mouth was too small so I have four permanent teeth that they've pulled as well I've had so I've had like 20 teeth pulled like they pulled all my baby teeth (laughs) that's horrifying because of like how messed up they were but now I'm like, oh my god, my teeth are so great because it's like all this stuff. Sometimes your body grows things that you shouldn't. Yeah, sorry, I take it back. <laughs> I mean, think about where you could have been with four sets of teeth. A shark, a vampire. <laughs> Very painful situation. I know, right? <laughs> Anyways, guys, I feel like we could have talked about this topic for hours. Honestly, I don't even feel like we scratched the surface of everything that we always think about. Like, we could do a full episode on periods and... Oh, and we definitely should because we are cyst sisters. Fibroid sisters. <laughs> we have very horrible periods, so if you ever want us to do a episode about that, you rarely hear about periods in books until you don't have one and then they're pregnant. Yeah, and in, in TV shows and movies, it's always like the catalyst, never the normal part of the story. If you guys have any questions about this episode or future episodes, go ahead and find us on Instagram at KD Between the Sheets or on Twitter at KD in the Sheets. Do not forget to order our workplace romantic comedy. It's extra steamy and maybe there's hair in there. There isn't. There We we didn't put it in. But it's Water Under the Bridge on Amazon and Kindle Unlimited. And don't forget to pre-order our upcoming book, Our Scorching Summer of Friends with Benefits Romantic Comedy. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks.